Hey you, it's your host Sharon Lin, and welcome back to Last Debatable. So today we'll be continuing our chat with my guest Eileen about working freelance. What are some stereotypes and the most challenging and rewarding parts? And towards the end, we will also share some words of encouragement if you're trying something new, such as working freelance. So stay tuned and let's hop right in. And also, I feel like it it depends on what like your your pay rate, like your how much you can charge. Because mm-hmm. you mentioned that if you're just a well, pretty rookie makeup mm-hmm. artist, you probably wouldn't charge as much, you know,、mm. as more as you know more seasoned makeup artists. So that's why portfolios are important.、Mm. You know, so that's why I need to keep updating my resume because、mm-hmm. I need to show people that I can do more. So you will feel like it's reasonable for you to pay me more. Also, I've. Especially for parents whose kids are freelancers, they're always like, "Oh, you don't go to work." Like, yeah, they're always like,、uh, "You don't go to work." Like, like you're like home every day. Like,、mm-hmm. you don't have like stable income, which is pretty much the truth. But the stable does not mean it's less than the money you get from a company. Preach. Yeah, like it fluctuates, so it can be more, it can be less sometimes,、mm-hmm. but you cannot say they're not earning more. This is this is echoing so much of、oh, this East Asian Taiwanese culture that I am honestly many times I'm so sick of.、Mm-hmm. So your elders or family members, they're really well. Of course, we understand they came from a very different era、yeah. than us. There are less opportunities. So I really understand that fear of insecurity coming from their generation. But、mm-hmm. but like you said, for example, in a Well, let's just call it in a good month.、Mm. You probably could earn three times or or even more sometimes、yeah. than than what you do regularly. So that would suffice what you need、mm. for the coming month or so. And then the next month, you also have new gigs. Yeah. So it's like you know, it don't get. I I feel that is it very important to not get too caught up on the numbers per se. And how how do you know that you're you're Doing well enough, basically. I think that goes back to the topic of insecurity that you have working freelance.、Yeah. I think there's another advantage of working freelance, which is that you don't, you don't really have a salary cap. Ooh. So like you don't know how much you can you are able to make. But like when you're in a company, you may like sometimes you just receive like fake salary every month, and the number is just like that.、Mm. Like、yeah. you may get a. Promotion or、yeah. a raise, like like annually or like every two years. But like, if you work freelance, as long as you're able to find a client, like you are able to make more. Yeah. And when I like last year, when I was like going back to working freelance during COVID,、mm. I was actually like just like what I told you, I was actually making more, and I spent less time working. Oh yeah. yeah, so that's a good thing. It's it depends on how you、yeah. balance. I know that you make it look easy, but because you put in so much hard work, I, I really I feel every time I get to talk to you, I feel really, really inspired because I can see how much hard work you put into、mm. what you do and what you want to achieve.、Mm. And also, this is just something I think it's very common. Among say younger adults or、mm. again freelance workers and well if I may say so like younger younger women、mm. that sort of people just think that again coming back to the example of being a makeup artist people just think that while looking good is they they take it for granted、yeah. they, they don't see I, I think one part for me to sort of、uh, a very important point of being a mature person not even about too much about adulthood、mm. like which age you are but if say a person always for some reason. 
they fail to see the hard work yeah. behind the scene. Yeah, it's just it's such a missed opportunity. Like it, in order to make your website look good, that、mm. is graphic design skills、yeah. and that is writing skills.、Yeah. And I know you put a lot of time and effort working on that. And also, it brings out another question I'm really curious. I wanted to ask you. So how? Working freelance, you basically—it's not like an office space. For、mm. example, I can talk to my colleagues or my supervisors.、Yeah. There, there are more direct mentorship.、Mm. So, as a freelancer, how do you find useful materials to sort of up your game and learn more while working by yourself? Basically,、uh, one thing is that I really like reading.、Mm. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. yeah, that is very important. Like I re—I started to. Read a lot at starting from a very very young age. Like when I was in elementary school, my like homeroom teacher once told my mom that you know we need to like clean the classroom back in elementary school. And like the homeroom teacher told my mom that after I finish my own work, I don't go to help others. I just like finish my work like as fast as possible and like you know. Just lock myself in the library. Read. Yeah. No, you know, I I love I I appreciate <laughs> that because again, like don't don't just count on other people to do free work for you. Exactly right. It, which is echoing what what we're saying because when you mentioned you know it working say while、well, a regular office job、mm-hmm. there's a cap in what you earn every month.、Mm-hmm. But you know, most of the times from our friends, is they are doing like work of the load of two or more people, <laughs> but they still earn like someone who every like just the same salary、yeah. every month. And I think it's just I, I know I cannot swear on the、mm-hmm. show, but it's just it's just nonsense. It's、uh-huh. just nonsense. But I feel like working freelance. I know, especially well, we're gonna talk about this more. But especially if you meet good clients,、yeah. they know you know how much this work worth. That is so important. Okay, tell us more about that. So, what was the experience like? You know, working with say clients <laughs> that are sort of impossible and、uh-huh. don't really have a vision. So, okay, for example, I have friends who. <laughs> work in design.、Mm-hmm. I think design is a, is a very you know like、yeah. quintessential field of giving this example. Is you ask them what you want、mm-hmm. or what they want and. They, honestly, they don't really know, yeah, yeah. and they will tell you that、mm, I, I would know. I would know what I want when I see one. Yeah, <laughs> they will tell you to okay, change this, change <laughs> that. So, what are your experience working with some difficult clients? I think, especially translation, we talked about this. Yes, like a lot of company, they don't have the sense of providing glossary because, like, even if. Like we all call them translate, but there are different types of translation. And、uh. you tra- when you're translating things in different industry and different fields,、yes. having glossary is very important. I cannot agree with that more as a fellow English major. Yeah, it's so important because I, I don't even know why why we are still explaining this, and it it echoes to some other、uh, previous episodes that I did on that's debatable. Is people just tend to take for granted what. Professionals in the arts、yeah. do; they just think it's a given. Yeah. But say if you're talking to a group of medical professionals、mm. versus you're talking to a group of high school students, for example,、yeah. you use different tone and different glossaries. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. very important.、Uh, since we're on translation,、mm-hmm. let's talk about how I, I feel <laughs> as someone who also、uh, do translation gigs.、Mm. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I know I cannot swear on the show, but just it's really frustrating. Yeah. Where okay, that just again we don't have to disclose our, our you know pay rate, but it's just you don't. For example, translation is not a skill that you can expect someone else to do for you for free. Yeah. This oh is, my god. This is not for free. For example, Eileen is bilingual, but you cannot say that. Oh, since you're bilingual, like、so、they're like, like oh, it's like easy for you. So yeah, you just、like、translate it to me. No. It's like. Why again? You know, 
some because you know I'm not like born bilingual. No, I this put in is, a lot of efforts being like bilingual, like multilingual. Listeners, I highly recommend you to check out the first and second episodes of Come Along, where、um, Izzy and I we talk to Howard, a very professional interpreter, and. From from him, it's also just this is interpreting and translation. It is a real professional skill、yeah. that not only like you don't you don't just na- innately have it. Yeah. And also, I feel like in Taiwan, especially in the freelance field of people taking translation gigs,、mm-hmm. is I would hear it's very common that clients would say, "Oh, but we 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 want to make we want like a, an American,、mm-hmm. so they they can do translation more naturally." But、mm-hmm. also. Being like having a certain language as your mother tongue doesn't、yeah. mean that you have the skill to translate that language into another target target yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a skill that it it is a skill. Yeah. So I I I don't know. Like this is something that you cannot expect, say, freelancers to work. Okay, say they might hire you. Have you had experience of they hire you to do job A,、mm-hmm. but they know other skill sets you have, and they want it as a package deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Something about this. Like when I was working for a a theater, at first I was just doing like executive producer, but they wanted to sell the play to Europe.、Mm-hmm. So they were like, "This is our introduction video. Are you able to like translate it?" Are you able to like translate it for us? I'm like okay. So I was like trying to tell them like how much they need to pay me for that. They were like, oh, but you're an executive producer. Like we don't have a lot of budget. So can you just do this for us? And I was like, I don't know. Can I? <laughs> I oh, I'll have to say like I, I did it.、Uh-huh. I did it for them because like for me it's kind of like that is my project. Yeah, I think because you you did it for you. Yeah, I did yeah. it for myself.、Mm. Yeah, but I feel like that is a very, very bad thing. Yeah, for those who have like professional skills. Again, there are so many things to be desired in say while、well, in the workforce in Taiwan or anywhere else in the world in general、yeah. that you just cannot just stop taking stop taking advantage yeah, of like, your work. You can say like this is like very like way too practical, but、yeah. it's that you paid me this money for doing production.、Yeah. You don't. Pay me for doing translation, so you、yes. can. It, it's not that even if I am、it's、able、separate. to do that, to I'm not paid. If, yeah, I'm not、yeah. paid by doing that. Oh, this is.、Mm, I that just <laughs> to put it in a diplomatic way.、Yeah. I've been there, and <laughs> I do not appreciate that,、yeah. especially you know working as working bilingually.、Mm-hmm. Well, when people found out that oh, you can also do that,、yeah. they would they would okay. Can this be a package deal? You know, like、uh, no, you need to pay more. Like, no, if、yeah. you want more from me. <laughs>、yeah. Say that. Say that again. <laughs>、yeah. And another thing on this note, we actually did a translation gig、yeah. together, and for me, it was a really pleasant experience.、Mm-hmm. You know, getting to work with you and spending time with you. And from what I feel, we we work with a client that is a very good client. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is is she you know very willing to pay, and she、mm-hmm. knows basically the market price. Yeah. She never ex- expected us to do anything extra for free.、Mm-hmm. And this is so rare because I don't know, listeners, how much you know about the translation scene.、Mm-hmm. But say if it's a urgent document,、mm-hmm. you you need to pay more. Yeah. And but most of the times in Taiwan, this doesn't happen.、Yeah. They would say, "Oh, bye, to bye, to." Like oh, that is so <laughs> they true. They say, "Please, and、oh, we really need this, and it's for kids that are going on, you know, starting the camp tomorrow.、Yeah. We really couldn't find anyone else." If I'm really on on a day that I feel sassy, I would just tell them. Well, 
too bad that that is your problem <laughs> and you start yeah but that's true that that's is true. their problem that is your problem of not finding a translator who's qualified in yeah. the first place and kind of expecting well they probably they, you know they're probably secretly hoping that mm-hmm. oh we know this certain people certain persons and i don't mm. know sister who could do this for free mm. i i've done some of that work and now i feel like i time and energy is so precious and limited i yeah. would never you know, sell myself low ever again. Yeah. And this is very important. And another stereotype that I really wanted to add on is, is freelance work, you know, really only suitable for, quote, younger people, like out of university or just, you know, not, say if you're in your 40s or 50s, can mm-hmm. you still do freelance work? Uh, like, of course you can. I would say, like, the reason why people would think that it's only suitable for younger people is just that, like, there are more and more freelancers these years. And, like, at the at the age of working mm. they're of course very young yeah but they can do freelance work t- like till they're like 50s 60s whatever yeah because i know another friend um who's a graphic designer she's she's been working freelance for as long as i can remember mm-hmm. and also i have another friend who's who's you know worked freelance all his life yeah and um so this is definitely i wouldn't say it's something only for younger people mm. but you know let's talk a little bit about why it is more common to to see young. I think it's people. because like our generation were raised with a lot of, of like a variety of hobbies. Oh yeah, yeah. And also we need we know how to put ourselves. Yeah, out and there. like we are we were kind of like raised being really versatile. I think having the tools as well. Yeah. So like with say for example, um, building with your Google, own website. Yeah. Just Google. Building your own website, for example, or yeah. or even just having an Instagram, people yeah. can find you. Yeah. To to be able to put yourself out there, I, I I do feel like why it is more common among young people and sort of I don't know, I hope this is, this could be like a, a word of encouragement if mm-hmm. say listeners you're you're you think like you're you're older say you're you're in your fifties or sixties and you're thinking about embarking yeah. on doing freelance. I would say you know. Go, go go try yeah go venture that, out. that is actually know. possible yeah. and also i think one to to wrap up uh, this conversation is i feel like what kind of skills you could have is, is really important at least while i feel for me i feel very very lucky mm-hmm. that growing up and also from my education mm-hmm. it's you know gave me certain sets of skills that are portable give me mobility for yeah. example I'm Taiwanese, but I can work in English, for example. Mm. And this is a skill that I know many people they don't have, and they really wanted to have, mm. but but they're not as lucky. I feel very very lucky. Yeah. So, what kind of skill sets that you know? For example, some work uh, you just have to work face to face in person. Yeah. So, working remotely as a freelancer yeah, is not an option. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this. Like, what sets of skills are actually, for example, thinking about a group of maybe high school or mm-hmm. university students, they won't really want to build up their skill sets that that give them more opportunity to work freelance. Mm. What kind of skills would you think is you know are pretty good ones to have? I feel like language skills, of course, mm. that is something that like especially when you are like bilingual or multilingual, like you, sometimes you need to work with people who are overseas. So of course you don't mm. need to go to the company like you're able to work remotely. Yeah. So that is one thing. Another thing is that I think writing skill is also mm. very important. I, I also did copywriting. So writing skill is also something like as long as you can finish your article, it does not matter where you are. Writing skills. Uh, I, I'm actually I would love to hear more from you about this because people now <laughs> people nowadays <laughs> 
Like people seldom like they, people don't read much nowadays. Yeah. Like also like so the, that is also something that you need to work on. So they they talk about the way you arrange your paragraph, the way you do paragraphing affects on people's willingness to finish reading your article. Yeah. So that is another skill. Coherency. Yeah, it has to do with like layouts or something. I know because again, that is a skill. Is this also an episode that sort of unintentionally became like a being an English major is you know actually pretty great <laughs> because you, we we are trained to do this uh, yeah. in university and also while it, it's a you can say a very you know not everyone feels like this with with their English degrees but mm. at least from our experience this is something that we were trained very specifically to do yeah. and also it at least for me it gave me this sort of vision to sort mm. of i can almost imagine how i want this to document look like. to look oh. like how i could make it make sense mm-hmm. and i know that pictures say you're starting a new project mm-hmm. and it's a blank document uh, yeah. you have to build it from the ground yeah. up so having this, I can say a v- pretty solid foundation. Mm-hmm. It really helps, right? Yeah. If you could give some, use some adjectives or description, what kinds of people are cut out for working freelance and uh, like what kinds are not? You need to, time management, time management, self-discipline, these two things are really, really important talking about working freelance. Because mm. like without the two things, like you cannot finish anything. Mm. Yeah, so that is one thing. And also, I think you need to be very, ex- like, an extrovert person. Oh, tell us more. Yeah, because, like, for me, like, from my personal experience, for me working as a freelancer, like, just like what I said, you need to keep marketing. Mm. You, you need to keep selling yourself to people skills. Yeah, so interpersonal skills becomes very important. Like, even if you are born being yeah, a very what shy, shy... What if you're shy? Yeah. What can I do? Like maybe you are not <laughs> for this. No, I'm not talking for. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, oh really? So yeah. then I I don't know. Then what if for shy people? But okay, is, but there are a lot of different platforms. Yeah, and do you feel like as a freelancer working, um, like doing this set of work for many years, do you feel mm-hmm. like interpersonal skills is actually a skill set that you can hone and practice? I think it is. Yeah, but like for some people. Like even if they are born like very sh- born being very shy, but like for work for seeking for potential clients, they need to force themselves to talk with other people. Like I think it's possible. Like mm. it's something that you can practice. But it's also that if you are if that is not your nature, is like affecting your energy. Mm. Yeah, but like uh, it definitely it's definitely something that you can practice. Yeah, I feel that so strongly because now I work in media. You know, this I, I'm sure you feel similarly because you, when you you need to build your own network, mm-hmm. almost every event, the most weird or, or unexpected casual event, can become a yeah. networking event. Yeah. yeah. Could you share with us some of your experience? That's why, like, <laughs> when someone asks me, like, how do, how do you do the marketing? Yeah, how, how do you find clients? Yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, I just post things on my social media. Mm. I told you this before, right? When you need to, even if you are not like rising, writing a resume, but you need to constantly keep people around you. You need to keep them posted about you know, what you are doing. Yeah, you need mm. to always let them know you are able to do translation, you're able to do makeup, like you're able to do copywriting. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so when I post on Instagram, it's kind of like I'm sharing my life. Like I'm actually doing 
You're building your own brand. Both things at the same time. Yes. Like I'm sharing my life. I feel like I like I like what I'm doing. I, I want to share for share these things with you. Mm-hmm. But another thing is also that I want to let you know that I'm still doing this. So if you have this need, you can always come to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Because on that note, I feel like you know now working media. I feel like this is. I think this is something that some people, especially you know, when we go back to sort of share experiences yeah. with you know younger schoolmates from university, I, I know that some people they feel a little bit weirded out by, mm. oh, I, do I? <laughs> it's so awkward talking about myself. I don't want to yeah. say, oh, I'm the best. You should work with me. I feel like as a word of encouragement, no, you should totally do yeah. that. You should totally do that. If you're you know worth you know worth the price and worth you know getting this gig, you should yeah. really just promote yourself. Yeah, and sort of really just push beyond that I, I think i think it's a mixture of many things mm-hmm. i think it's a really good thing that um people feel it's always good to stay humble yeah. it's very important mm-hmm. but also it, it's really important to know where when to sort of you know show up for yeah. yourself and when people again like if someone is asking you to you know could you do a package deal of you do production but also mm-hmm. you just do a translation as well say say no <laughs> unless they're paying you yeah. or again you, you really wanted to you You take this job mm-hmm. for you know for your own sake, and you know that this will benefit you more than just I don't know. Sorry, I don't know where I'm getting to, but <laughs> I, I just feel really inspired, mm-hmm. and just many sparks um, mm-hmm. fly in my brain talking to you. Mm-hmm. So to wrap up this conversation, any professional or personal updates that you'd like to share with the listeners, or I any words I, of encouragement? I really want to encourage people on trying this because I feel like for me, when I was like, okay, so a little background knowledge is that. Back in my sophomore year and junior year in college, I started working a lot of different jobs. Is the reason why I did that. I especially want to tell a lot of college students this because what back in college, I the thing that I was thinking was that I didn't want to tr- start trying things after graduation. I want to devote myself straightly into what I want to do. Right after graduation, so that's the reason why I started trying a lot of different things before graduation. Mm. Yeah, I think that is kind of like the like the why I started this path mm. working freelance. Because when I was trying, I'm like, oh, I'm interested in this, but I'm also interested in that. I'm also interested in another thing, and I don't feel like giving up on any of them. So, like, can I try to work? All of these at the same time, yeah. So I feel like if you are this kind of person, if you have a right a variety of interests and hobbies, like this is definitely something that you can work on. But another thing is that liking something doesn't make you able to work mm. in certain industry. If even if you have love for, for example, like I have love for music. Can you make a living? Yeah. yeah, but like I'm never gonna be able to make a living by making music. So you need to. Be able to tell the difference. This is something that you like, and also something that you're able to do. Also, something that you want to spend time keep polishing. And do you feel like this to be able to have the the vision to tell is is this also trial and error and dig deep into yourself yeah. and you know well maturity. Yeah, and you need to be like very very strong mentally because you're going mm. going to face a lot of frustrations. Yeah, yeah, doing this, especially like having frustrations in this field and uh, like frustration in another and another and another. Like you need to be like mentally strong to be able to handle this to make yourself healthy. I really love this. I myself, I feel very inspired by what you said, and I really feel that to to echo your point, you know, no step 
is too small. Yeah. And it reminds me of a quote、uh, from Michelle Obama. I love Michelle Obama. And、uh, she said that、uh, she really thinks that our society we should redefine failure. Yeah. We should define it as not trying at all. Yeah. Instead of you know not not instead of you know failing or not making it because I feel like if you're as long as you're trying honestly it is good enough. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the、oh, show, Eileen.、So、it, it's it's my greatest pleasure. And、mm-hmm. listeners, hope you're having a great day or evening wherever you are. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey you! It's Sharon. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Eileen today about working freelance, and you get some words of encouragement. And if you're thinking about starting something new, give it a try. Really, give it a try. If you don't try, you never know. Hope you enjoyed today's show, and take care. I'll see you next time. Bye.